Hi guys, welcome to the broadcast. You have found part two of a three-part series we are doing on multi-level marketing and the scams and frauds that are contained within that. In part one, we talked about multi-level marketing companies in general and why they are so scammy and fraudulent in the way they get you in to be a consultant, how you make your quote-unquote money, which you don't actually make money, that's sort of part of the scam. Go back and listen to episode one that will talk all about those kinds of things. But for now, Roberta Blevins and Carla Stemmler-Hadfield and I are back to talk about LuLaRoe specifically. Now, we're talking about this because both Carla and Roberta have appeared in separate LuLaRoe documentaries and uh, Carla was in the Discovery Plus one which is the rise and fall of LuLaRoe and Roberta was in uh, LuLaRich which is on Amazon Prime and they are both former LuLaRoe Uh, consultants and have now moved into the anti-MLM, anti-financial scam sort of area. Although Carla also owns Decades Rock and Pop, which is the original rock and pop culture boutique. We're going to talk about LuLaRoe. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Carla was in a documentary called um, The Rise and Fall of LuLaRoe, which is on our beloved uh, Discovery Plus. Um, Although my understanding is your experiences with with people there um it's not our our beloved but um carla is also a 90-day fan which is how we connected initially and um she was i think i literally was like oh my god you're the girl from the video from the 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 (laughs) documentary i think that's what i said to her after she reached out to me about we were talking oh i think there was something about financial scams on 90 day and she dm'd Uh me something about it and i was like Oh yeah, well, what was it, what was the, your scam? And she's like, oh, LuLaRoe. And I recognized in her <laughs> Instagram handle because I had just watched the documentary and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So I was fangirling over that. And then um, and then I ran across Roberta on TikTok one night and um, I became a total fan. And you know, Carla and Roberta knew each other. And so when we started planning this episode, this is how it came together. So I'm totally fangirling. Roberta was in the other documentary about LuLaRoe called Lula Rich, which was on, which is still currently on Amazon Prime. Um, and those were so we're gonna talk about LuLaRoe specifically your experiences with LuLaRoe all of these things we're going to talk about the documentaries my viewers my viewers my listeners (laughs) viewers of the tv show they also generally there's a lot of crossover with these with documentaries and scam and fraud and 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 all of that kind of thing so since there's a lot of that it's just I felt like this was a perfect fit um so I'm going to start with a question for both of you okay is LuLaRoe a uh, cult yes absolutely okay tell me <laughs> <laughs> hands down i was going yeah. for a dramatic like keith morrison type you know yes is lula row a cult yes and they yes, both said yes yes <laughs> mysteriously they read each other. There was a white lady cult hiding in plain sight. Yes, <laughs> your so average stay-at-home mom. But no one would have ever suspected the leggings for one second. So, yeah. so tell me what <laughs> what is LuLaRoe? Let's start with that because some people don't know. Some people live under a rock or had the you know were not glued to Facebook in 2016. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. when all the lives were happening and all of the things were happening. Um, so what is LuLaRoe, Carla? Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's clothing. Uh, it's for clothing. me, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. It's such Not- a loaded question. It's such <laughs> a loaded answer for me. Um, it is your, it's a soft material brushed sort of fabric makes it soft material direct sales multi-level leggings skirts dresses at one time they had a kid's line um you're at normally- one time they had like a luxe luxe line 
Oh yeah, there's been different collections. Elegant. Elegant (laughs) collection. And the Uh, patterns, I think this is important to note. The patterns are generally really ugly. And some of them are stolen. Stolen. Well, there's that too. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Um so I, you know, I am guilty of it. I have multiple pairs of, you know, I have owls, I have whatever the ghosts are that that are like the crows that are in the clouds i have those yeah. i have the ninjas yeah. i have a couple different ones um oh yeah and they have ones that i've won you know and they're mm-hmm. the really ugly ones that wouldn't mm-hmm. sell you know that they give you as a giveaway you know yeah, to, yeah. you to buy stuff um so lula is a clothing company and yeah. um it was started <laughs> do you want to give the history a little bit of the history because i think well, I that just, kind of I gives color say- Color to the story. Lularo mm-hmm. is a is a, a pyramid scheme that sells leggings on Facebook. That's just yeah. what I was going to say. There you I go. mean, it's not more than that too. But I mean, if we're going to just read or digest it, then yeah. pyramid scheme that sells go. leggings on Facebook. Bump. Yeah. Done. You guys, you guys probably saw them or you heard of them. These buttery soft leggings, mm-hmm. and they have really weird patterns. And then they collapsed, and then there was this whole exodus. And then I think personally the current anti-MLM movement sprang up from that, that which you have, you rise from Roberta and Carla, like that, that implosion of LuLaRoe, I think is sort of the genesis for the anti-MLM movement as we know it now. I would definitely say it's a catalyst for sure. I mean, there was a small anti-MLM movement that was created there. You know, they were on Reddit. They'd been there. If you look, you can find articles of people who are very vocal. Um, But, you know, before social media, it was hard to get your message out there. Mm -hmm. And so even a small anti-MLM movement, like with Robert Fitzpatrick and Stephen Hassan and Doug Brooks and like all of these amazing people who were doing it way before we came along, it really wasn't until, yeah, I would say LuLaRoe, was definitely a catalyst for sort of being like, oh, there's a community. Oh, there's a lot because we all got in quick, Mm -hmm. hard, fast, and it crashed. And we were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of really smart women who were like, I'm not the problem. Okay. Like, (laughs) I know it's not me. And I know it's not them over there either. Like, (laughs) I know that the common denominator is you. So let's start looking And honestly, like, we'll get to that, but like just that realization of like, it's not us. Yeah. Was very much a catalyst for not only the movement, but the vocalization of the victims of people being like, I'm also willing to say that this happened to me. And it just sort of went from there. I love that. I love that you're, you're out there advocating to help other women, which you, as you have said, that's how you, why you got into MLM to begin with. Um, so you wanted to help people. I don't know how selling leggings helps other women generally. It makes but, me feel beautiful. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start Larry. Both of you are former LuLaRoe consultants. And um, then you also became disillusioned with the, to the reader's digest version is then you, then things happened. You go, you, you woke up, you got smart, you realized what was happening. You got out and you were part of that whole <coughs> um, LuLaRoe collapse, which is part of why you guys have also just really interesting stories. Um, and I'm definitely glad that your stories were included in these documentaries, these respective documentaries. Um, so you guys were both reps G- briefly, like what, give me, give me your, your story. Tell me what happened to you while you're at where you're at. What happened? No. What do we say in AA? We say where, where you were, like what happened <laughs> and yeah. where you are now. And <laughs> where is- you are now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was introduced to LuLaRoe in October of 2015, was groomed for roughly six months and joined in March of 2016. What about you, Carla? I first found it fall of 15 candy corn leggings. I'll never forget. Started wearing it through that next spring. By around uh, March, I was looking, I wanted to join because I really liked all the themed kind of party event aspect of it all. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, it was such a fad and everything was, there was a lot of things that were, I mean, some of the patterns were pretty themed. And for me, I thought they were pretty cute. And I I think at the beginning they were. Yeah, in the beginning they were. And I was dying inside for something creative at that point. Mm -hmm. 
And so then I was on the queue list back then. They had a, <gasps> a wait right. list of they like six wait. to eight weeks. Yeah. And I joined the in board, the middle yeah. of um, summer of 18, July. No, no, sorry. July of 16. 16. Yeah. So okay. very similar. You joined just a couple months after I did, but very similar yeah. timeline of discovering yeah. it around the same time, being groomed for that long period of like, doing your unicorn hunting, which was something that if you, if those highly sought after prints, it doesn't necessarily have to have a unicorn on it. It's just highly sought after is called yeah. unicorn. And so people would hunt for them. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I need that. They'd see it in a live sale and their dopamine was all kicked up and they were like, I gotta find it. And it, mm -hmm. they're they're, I mean, there's a lot of people with ADHD that sold LuLaRoe. I'm not going to lie. And it, they 100% manipulated dopamine and that FOMO and that mm -hmm. impulsivity that those of us with ADHD struggle with. Well, <laughs> I, I, you described me to a T. I, I did, I was that person and, yeah. you know, I bought the leggings and I bought the Amelia's and they have pockets did. and, you know, it was the whole, the whole thing. But um, it was like, you'd see the Amelia and you'd think about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh -huh. And then maybe a couple of weeks you'd be like, you look like you're my size. Do you wear an Amelia? What do you think? And then someone would be like, oh my God, it's the best dress I've ever tried. And then you're like, I'm on the hunt for Amelia now. And then the next week you're buying an Amelia. And then the next week you're or buying three. two more. And then you're yeah. buying three. And then you have 10 and four of them still have the tags. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu yeah what's often not talked about too is that there is a huge addiction component to absolutely what was happening in little row those days it's happening in the fizz ring bomb parties and a couple of other things. You don't even know it when it's happening. And mm -hmm. for me having that history mm -hmm. and like she said, the unicorns and the hunting, it's like roulette trade one addiction for another. Mm -hmm. That's one part that's really not talked about a whole, whole lot. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that Carla, because I wanted to touch on briefly, um, your your quote unquote why like how why you got started and you mentioned your addiction and you guys mm -hmm. like me Carla is in recovery um I'm very open and public about it on here so um yeah so you know I think that addiction thing and the dopamine and all that stuff and I would love for you to get to tell me how you got it and because I think both for both of you your why, why you decided to join. I think those are incredibly relatable stories. And um, I think, I think the, the listeners would benefit from them. So if you could go into that, Carla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, my husband passed in December of 2012. My little boy was three. I spent the next, you know, three years or so self-medicating, um, and had always been an artist in my soul and being and an event person with different things that my grandparents and my family did as I grew up. And I knew, I knew what my coping skills were. 
I just wasn't strong enough at that time because of the intense grief to pull myself out of it. So when I prayed and prayed and prayed, prayed, just God, just please bring me something creative. I felt like LuLaRoe was my answer. And for me, it was creative. It was social. There were certain aspects of it in the very beginning that were healthy ish for me, but there is that addiction component to the surprise boxes and wanting the unicorns. And at that time it was a fad. And then, you know, I, about a year and a half later, things just kind of changed. And then we parlay into part of what was talked about in the rise and fall of LuLaRoe with being taken advantage of by certain family members of the- And we'll we'll get into- We can do that later, but in the beginning, LuLaRoe, I felt like was a good answer for what I was missing. And in it, I do have to say that with the trailer travels in the beginning and having the LuLaRoe themed Airstream, um, that was that was very good for me because the second I came home from summer of 17, I realized I needed to leave. I needed to go and do something else. And about five months later, I moved home to Cincinnati. And that was probably the best thing that I ever done. So had I not joined LuLaRoe, I don't know that all of that would have happened. That's the only- uh, Hashtag because of LuLaRoe. Yeah, hashtag because of LuLaRoe. Uh, so that's how I found it. And that's what my why was. It was um, something creative and I needed something happy and colorful after my husband passed and I needed something healthy and creative. Okay. And Roberta? You know, I had vulnerability too. It's, it's yeah. like the main component is vulnerability here. So my dad passed away in fall of 2013 and my coping mechanism was food. Um, because I've always been an emotional eater and it just got to the point where I didn't like who I was. I was like smuggling like a Snickers or like a Butterfinger on the way home from the grocery store and then getting home and like eating a whole meal and like forcing it. I wasn't even hungry, but like, I couldn't tell everyone that I ate a Snickers before dinner. So you just have to eat the whole dinner. Mm. And like, I had this really, really horrible relationship with food, like very toxic and like grew up in a family, a very, very toxic diet culture. My mother was always on a diet, always on a diet. And there was a lot of comments like, you know, no one will ever love a fat girl and like, make Mm. sure you don't get too big or you have to buy your dress from a tent maker and just things like that was my family thinking they were being funny, but Mm. like, I very much internalized those again, ADHD, a lot of anxiety that was just, uh, hidden and, and, and shown as like respect for authority when it was really just like crippling anxiety (laughs) Uh, and just things like that in my life that I never really knew until I came out of my own, out of a divorce and like started asking hard questions and and doing that. But so all of this was already like stewing in this like big pot in my head, like just like so many things like, and I ate all this food and then my you know, my family's like, Ooh, and I saw a picture of me and I was like, Ooh, and I just, I fell for it. I fell for that toxic diet culture. And the first MLM that came knocking, um, was my cousin. I love her. She moved, um, out of state. And so we really didn't get to talk that much. And she was like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come to this party? I was like, I don't know. Cause again, I was like, that seems like a scam, but she sent me it was, it works. And it is a scam. And she sent me a wrap and she goes, just try it. Oh, it and works. I lost those stupid ass inches. I did. You know why? Cause I drank a lot of water and I peed it all out and I wore it at night and I wore sweats and I woke up like soaking wet in sweat. Of course I lost inches. Like it's insane. So I took the pictures. I sucked it in full disclosure. Who doesn't suck it in, in the after photo? Everyone does. So I sucked it in. And my cousin's like, you look amazing. And then like started sharing all my pictures. And we go to this party. She has this party and all these people are buying things. And she was like, you know what? You could join and I could put all these sales under you. And then you would make X amount on commission, which of your own sales would cover the, yeah, of like which you would bought. No, 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 no. Of all the sales of the people in the party, right? Oh, got it. Got it. Got so it. If I joined, she would put all of the sales underneath me. And this again is my cousin. She's not being predatory. She doesn't realize she's being predatory. She's no longer networks either. And she understands now, but like, she didn't understand she was being predatory. She's like, if you do this, like what you are going to buy, you can actually get like the, the starter kit is actually cheaper. Plus you get more, plus you'll get all of these sales. So you'll make whatever. 
So you're actually coming out on top. Again, remember, it's like you're not getting anything for free. You're paying for it and it's offsetting the cost, but you're still paying for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why not? You know what I mean? And you join. Why? And here I am being this ridiculous hun bot trying to get people to like drink shakes and wrap their bodies. And I'm thinking like, why did they even join up for this? Because I got a discount because I got free stuff. Who am I? So I realized that MLM sucks. And I was like, I got out after three months and I was like, I don't want to do that again. I don't like the website. I don't like sending people. I don't like having to do this. I don't like these auto ships. I didn't like having to like move things around. I hated all of it. It was the worst. So when LuLaRoe comes around a year later, it looks nothing like it works. Nothing at all. I think I'm safe. It doesn't look like an MLM, right? Tell me, tell me why it didn't look like an MLM. MLM. Let me show you. One, no replicated website. There was no like monthly fee that we had to pay, that we had to re-up to have this monthly website that every single person was going to be selling the same thing of, right? If we're all selling Mary Kay, there is no incentive for me to shop with you. And there's no incentive of like my mom to shop with you. If she used to shop with you and I joined Mary Kay, she's going to shop with me now. You're going to lose whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's the same. It's all the same. Same product. Yeah. Same product, same colors, same bonus, same limited edition, same everything, same sales. So I'm like, LuLaRoe's not like that. Everything is different. Everything's new. Everything is changing. The prints are changing. Well, some of the prints are ugly, but don't worry about it because if you're only buying prints that you like, you're only going to attract customers that you like. If we give you a really good variety of prints, you're going to get a really good variety of customers and you're going to get people that like stripes and people that like flowers and people that like hot dogs. And it's going to be great. Wow. That's impressive. So like the first like, red flag of me being like, well, the, uh, and they give me this answer and I go, I've never owned a boutique before. That makes total sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's this ridiculous lie that makes me go, I'm listening and continue. Uh-huh. So that was the first thing was like, everything's different. Here's the other thing. If we're all on the same team and I've got this, that's a small and you've got it in a large and my customer wants it in a large, but I only have it in a small in our team pitch. I'm going to go, Hey, I've got this piece. I've got someone looking for a large. And then Carla's like, I have that in a large. And I say, let me send you her info or whatever. Right. So now I'm giving Carla a sale and Carla's like, which you, you get so a percentage much, of because she's in your, on your if team. If she's underneath me, then yeah, I would get a percentage technically. I mean, yeah, but it's, in that way, it's keeping the sale in the team. It's keeping the, so I was like, that's amazing. If I have it and they don't, they're going to give me that sale. That's so supportive. It's not the, there's no competition if we're giving each other sales. Which is just a cover for. Just another cover for like, hope you don't get the shitty stuff. And all the stuff stays in house. It doesn't go to the (laughs) the end user. It's not a customer outside. Right. So it's like those things, I was like, that's different. Um, The way that you got paid was a little different in terms of it works and LuLaRoe on the back end. But again, I didn't know that all MLMs are the same, but different. So again, Mm -hmm. it didn't, none of the red flags were the same color red. It was, it was covered. (laughs) We're all different color reds. (laughs) So I couldn't differentiate between them. You know, what's funny is, is one of the tests. So I have multiple sclerosis, right? So one of the tests is in your vision to check your vision is the way you see red. So they do this visual test. Like if your optic nerves are starting to become involved, like you'll see reds differently. So that, that, that amuses me. Um, but okay. Yeah. Uh, So it's that kind of stuff. Right. And then also like there weren't a ton of ranks. It seemed very simple. It wasn't as complicated as other MLMs had appeared. It wasn't as spammy. Here's another thing. A lot of MLMs, they're going to be under $500 because that's sort of like a, a threshold in the uh, franchise opportunity rule is $500 or it might be small business. There's an opportunity rule where the threshold is $500. Okay. And then everything over that is sort of, so MLM likes to stay under it just to fly under the radar, even though they're not technically that they just like to fly under the radar. Okay. So it's kind of a red flag to be over $500 in terms of an MLM. That's why a lot of them are four ninety nine. To no oh, to join, okay. To okay. join, right? So if it's if it's under five hundred dollars, it's not as huge of an investment, right? So that will entice people who are looking for a discount or who are looking to just sort of buy product for themselves and their friends. 
the opportunity to to buy their discount at, at a low price. Most MLMs are like a hundred bucks for the whole year. So it's not a huge deal. Right. And so those are called what we'll call kit nappers. And those are people that join the MLM for the really good introductory free kit. And they never really do anything else. They, whatever. So I knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of that in LuLaRoe because it costs $5,000 to start. So only quote unquote serious people. Oh, okay. So that was okay. another not right. red flag to me that should have been a red flag, but because it was so opposite of my because only the, MLM experience, because of the way I was, was like, packaged. this is, this is totally like, this is different. This is not like that at all. It's different. So it was packaged in brightly colored geometric yes, I had a different colored bow. And <laughs> when I shook it, it rattled a little, a little more than the other one did. So I thought it was different, but it was not, it was the same yeah. thing. Um, Which you but, found out once you were in it, but tell me, you know, they show uh, some of your 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 LuLaRoe experience on the documentary um, as sort of your 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 rise in in LuLaRoe. Um, saw some fun pictures, which we're gonna post Ooh. of your you wearing all your Lula outfits oh, yeah. at the conventions. Which I'll send you, you some have good to pay ones. for. Okay, we'll post. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and check out our TikTok because she's got. <laughs> I think you have a pinned video. So cringy, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you would go to convention and things like that. Like what rank did you work your way up to and, and what kinds of things did you do to get there? So I was a trainer, uh, and I was also called in, in LuLaRoe, we have all these, you know, cult speak names. I was affectionately called a coach in the queue, which means that I had enough people onboarded to be a coach, but the ones that I needed to like actually become a coach were still in the queue. And once those people onboarded, it would essentially rank everybody up and I would hit coach. So I called a coach in queue. Wow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I thought Way it was cool. Like, I thought I there. was so, yeah, yeah, I thought I was so like, Ooh, I, I never hit coach. People leave. People are always like retention is like always cycling through. And it's, it's really hard to keep anything or maintain anything as stable because people are leaving constantly. So I hit trainer, which is at least 10 people underneath you. In a specific way, there's specifics. We won't get into those ridiculous specifics, but at least 10 people underneath you that were onboarded. At my height, I had 75 women underneath me in a pyramid. They weren't all directly underneath me, but they were underneath me and then underneath, underneath, underneath in a pyramid. In LuLaRoe, it's called a tree. That's sometimes why I use that word. People are like, it's a pyramid. Why didn't you say tree? And it's like, well, I'm using the language of the people I'm trying to talk to. <laughs> this video ain't for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I was a trainer, a coach in a queue, a coach is someone who has three trainers underneath them. So you can imagine you have at least 30 people and they're stacked and it wasn't 30, obviously, and they're stacked very strategically. You could do it with 30 people, but that never happens. I so, heard, I heard about the stacking, the, the, yeah. I, on some podcast, maybe it was yours. It probably I think, was. I, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it, it was your podcast. You had yeah, somebody stacking on. Stacking is totally about- a thing about and, and it happens stacked it, in such a way that she didn't get yeah. many much credit for what she was to be I don't know I don't know yeah there were, was, yeah absolutely it was a total <laughs> nightmare there was one girl that like hit all hit all the ranks and because someone underneath her like onboarded she lost them and she lost everything and it was always like that. It happened all the time. It was just ridiculous things, but stacking happens. It ha- happens across all MLMs. I have all kinds of stories of people admitting to doing it and, and having it done to them on my podcast. Uh, and it's, and that's it's just a and I was stacked people, too. Right, arranging all the people on your team to maximize the, the profit for yeah. the top. Building so, the most profitable yes. pyramid. Not to help you, even though they'll say they're helping you to benefit you it's it's not it's all for their individual right i won't call it wealth but their individual <laughs> although okay so, so what you trainer and then coach and then who is and then the coach? top is mentor and there's a new one now i think carla i saw something in like one of the it's like ambassador or something ambassador, but i don't think anybody's yeah. an ambassador i think honestly ambassador is a carrot to dangle all the mentors as uh, something to keep to maybe strive for one day yeah like oh you can make it you're so close but i don't think there are and how much sales do you have to do per month it has nothing to do with sales your rank no Mm-mm. At least oh. I don't, I don't think it does. Oh, okay. Maybe it does okay. now, but it, no, never it, it did has before. to do interest rate. See, that's another red flag, right? Because mm-hmm. again, the PV in most MLMs 
if you buy it or you sell it, it still counts as PV. If you buy it and put it in your own closet, if you buy it and you shove it in your garage or you sell it to some, whatever, it all still counts as a, is a PV point. So it doesn't matter. Right. So yes, they'll say it does matter for sales. Like you have to hit a certain PV to qualify to hit these things because it's very much, you have to hit every single check mark to qualify each month. So they'll have a sales requirement, but again, there is no differentiation between selling it and buying it yourself. So the MLM will say, we do have a sales requirement, but the MLM Hunbot will say, but I can also just buy it for myself. And right, buy my right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. There's no differentiation. So do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I well, what I was just trying to get at was basically like, how much did you end up having to just buy your rank? You know, like luckily we didn't. I didn't really have to buy my. I think I only did it like twice, and it was like I was literally, and it was just because I wasn't paying attention that month. Because in Lularoe, you had to have a certain number. I think as a trainer, I had to have 175 pieces or something that I bought that month, and so as long as I was selling. As long as it was selling at least 175 pieces and replacing it, it was fine. And that's usually what happened before even the halfway through the month, I had hit that rank and it was never a problem because I was selling that much and replacing it and building my inventory or whatever. Because you always have to buy more inventory. Right, because you're always buying more inventory. But there was one or two times where I had, I was just buying inventory as like, oh crap, we sold all these shirts. We got to replace them. And I wasn't actually counting toward near the end of the month. And I had placed a big order and I was like five pieces shy of like needing enough. And I was like, you mm-hmm. motherfucker, because LuLaRoe required you to buy 33 pieces. You couldn't just buy five pieces. So I couldn't just buy the You're, five you had a I minimum of, of. I had to buy 33 pieces. Yeah, wow. I remember that. So yeah, so they like if you only need five like, shirts, you put the five shirts and then you might just fill it with leggings because everybody wants leggings. But you have to then buy more than you need. You have to buy more than you they're need. They're forcing you to buy more inventory. Forcing, yeah. Okay. Carla. I don't know what it is now. It was 33, then it went to 30. It might've been 15 for a while. I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah, I remember a couple of times where they dropped it completely. Do you remember oh, the like, like, like in- you could buy whatever you want. No, no minimums this week. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a minimum cash this grab. month. We're doing you a favor. But yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, cash uh, grab. Yeah. That, cash that, grab. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Because everybody that can't afford a 33 item p- order is now going to purchase an order for 30 pieces for however many they yeah. can afford if there's right. no minimum. Yeah. Because right. like having a minimum, LuLaRoe guarantees they're going to sell at least 33 pieces. And I'm telling you, even a box of 33 leggings, leggings came in a two pack. So like even a box of 66 leggings is going to run you like 500 bucks. So a, a bare That's minimum, insanity. a box is like 500 bucks each time. Yeah. And you don't Your know. Your minimum order was $500. Yeah. Usually about on average. Depends. Yeah, if you're buying insanity. leggings, it's going to be, you know, there, there's different price points of things. Right. But, but that's if it's basically all expensive dresses. It's going to be way more. If it's all cheap shirts, you're, you're like at four or $500 for a box. <laughs> it's, that's insanity. Yeah. That's and so insanity. it's like, if you, and so at that point, I'm like, I have <laughs> to do this. Like I've got four days. I'm not going to sell enough to purchase. Like what, what, what brand or like a, what line do I want to bring in? Was there a skirt I wanted to try? What can I order 33 of really quick? Did I want to bring in a really style? Really quick. Let me go spend right, $500. Really quick. Let me just go spend $500 yeah. real quick. Because I've got a $4,000 check on the line. So I can't not get that $4,000 check. Because you have to, but get, have to have the rank to get the certain percentage right. of the people below so it's, you. It's, it's all a scam. And I think anybody who's been in an MLM listening to this completely understands and is going, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I had to do that too. I, I've talked to people who are like, I had to make, in other MLMs, it's different, right? To hit that rank. Some MLMs, you have to have a new customer, at least a new customer a month, right? Someone who's never bought from you before, a brand new email address, basically, oh, God. to purchase See how many how many fake Gmail burner accounts? So absolutely, they're called ghost <laughs> accounts. Oh God! And they are ghost accounts. It happens a lot. Sometimes oh they'll call it like, "Oh, you're just going to recruit your husband, and then you can buy what you need on your husband, and then you're getting a commission on what you buy on your husband's account because he's underneath you, and then you can build up your husband." In Beachbody, 
once you hit the upper echelons, as you go up the rank, you can actually open up what are called business centers, which are basically like another person on your pyramid, but it's, it's just an entity. It's a business center. It's basically a hun. That's a building, but it's, it's, it's a proverbial building. There's no building. It's called a business center, right? Wow. So okay. you can control another leg basically. And in Beachbody, when you hit the upper echelon, you can control up to 52 business center burner accounts accounts. I'm talking huns on your pyramid. I'm not talking ghost accounts with an email address. I'm talking people who are quote unquote, signing up for the opportunity. Like you can control up to 52 accounts. I'm about wild? Tell me how that's hair. not a pyramid scheme that the hun is controlling 52 accounts underneath her pyramid. And that's not a scam. Is Beachbody the one where the consultants are personal coaches yeah coach you like i had so many approach me and i'm like who are you what's your certification what's your qualification no to to train security card and heartbeat right so that goes back to something i said on the previous episode about taking back my statement that the end products are what hurts people because that is hurtful that's harmful you can't have an uneducated person you guys don't sign up for personal training yeah you know I, I have professionals that'll come on my podcast because I'm always trying to extend the anti-MLM community, not necessarily into creators, but into other advocates in other uh, networks and other mm-hmm. industries, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got all kinds of people in the fit- fitness industry who are anti-MLM and who'll do anti-MLM content when it comes to certain Beachbody, Optavia, Plexus, Prove It, those things where they're like, keto isn't sustainable. You shouldn't uh-huh. be doing this. This shouldn't is be a drinking scam. Ketones. It's expensive pee. It doesn't work. Like, here's pee. the proof. Like just explaining it and saying two pickles isn't sustainable for a snack. Like you should be <laughs> eating more food. Why are you starving yourself and paying someone to help you do it? Like insane. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. got like all of these fitness influencers who are certified, registered, trained, educated, credentialed Not just (laughs) some unbot who DMs you on Instagram. If you really need a coach, I'll coach you, but I give you a lot of free content. You don't really need to pay for this unless you need the extra help, which I'll give you. And those are the kind of people that I want to show and and, and share and showcase because I want people to follow that person knowing that they will never get sucked into a pyramid scheme unknowingly at some point, right? Right. Because there are so many problems with these big influencers on TikTok, especially getting targeted by these MLMs, getting bridge contracts, being like, bring your followers in and getting all these special contracts to get to these higher points on the pyramid because they're basically free marketing. Mm -hmm. And then these people, we're going to use the example because this guy blocked me like five days into my TikTok journey, Scott D. Henry, who won the construction man uh, reality show contest, whatever. There's a He's- construction man reality show contest. <laughs> and, and I'm not watching it. That's the I real tragedy here. Called, but he was a construction guy and he won. And his name's Scott D. Henry. And he's like, quote unquote, the nicest guy on TikTok. But if you ask me, that is not my experience. Mm. And um, he is a promoter for prove it the ketones and there are so many people that have even come to me and said I I joined because I was a huge fan of his and I joined his downline because I wanted to get closer to him and literally he ghosted me the second I paid like I was just I never I got added to the group he's not there like there's no connection I was completely ghosted I don't even know what I'm doing I lost two hundred dollars and I quit wow and it's like I don't want anybody that I recommend that uh-huh. to happen. You know what I mean? So these people already know MLMs are scams and they're like, yeah, no, follow me. I will never suck you into one. This brings me to a cross, an interesting crossover of the 90 day world and MLMs. And, and I don't know what you're familiar with. Your Who eyes tell me you don't, you're it? not, but we did. So we, the broadcast, me and my regular co-host Hannah Kawa did an episode, <laughs> um, way early in our in in the in our in our podcast life where because tom brooks is a character he's a cast member on on 90 day he was on he's from england and he's he presented himself as this rich person he saw darcy and it was it's a mess and he's and there was this whole thing with him being a fraud i have a hashtag tom brooks (laughs) tom Tom brooks is a is a fraud 
is is he related to sam schultz (laughs) (laughs) um no (laughs) he's the english sam schultz no i'm just kidding there's a hashtag tom brooks is a fraud because what was happening is he was posting all of these pictures on his Instagram, like private jets and these big fancy resorts and and trips and all of these things, fancy dinners. And, you know, what started happening is people started reverse reverse searching, reverse Googling those images (laughs) and discovered that he was posting other people's pictures. So like uh um, lifestyle claims yes wow. yes all these lifestyle things right so he was he was posting other people's private jets like so i so what was happening is people were sending them all to me and i was posting them the original picture and who posted it and tom's posting it as like you know luxury lifestyle private jet rich life you know that kind of thing and i was so we were showing that he was posting all these fraudulent pictures it became a thing my instagram account blew up that was back like when i hit like twenty thousand followers i was like oh my god you know that because that blew me up because because it was a huge thing and um when he was done with the show he started he joined this whatever this mushroom coffee company is which i forget the name of it but um he was involved with that one so what happened was (laughs) we started diving in we dove deep into that and we did a whole episode on that mlm and as part of that hanakawa (laughs) went undercover as an interested person who wanted to sign up under tom and got in on the phone calls like she did this all over whatsapp and you know it was funny so she got some of the like the spiel right funny enough after that tom never actually went through with selling the mushroom coffee poop coffee i don't know whatever magic it was supposed to do but (laughs) but he had gotten some other 90 day folks and uh tanya and sinjin had signed up under him um, and I don't, they're not doing it either, but you know, it was, it was like, oh, we're going to do it. You know, Tom did it. And all these people started signing up in there. However, there are other people, Molly Hopkins. I love her, but she sells whatever the one is with the pink drink. Uh, Plexus. Yeah. Plexus. Okay. Plexus. <laughs> and then I know Danielle, who, who is my queen, Danielle, um, yeah, Danielle Muhammad. She's my queen. Mm-hmm. I love her, met her in person, had dinner with her. Um, she, she, she sells it too. She sells Plexus too. And then, you know, like, I think there's a few other people that were doing that. And, and this isn't even the people who take like the boom bod and poop tea contracts to sell on, on Instagram, which is a big right. thing that the, that the 90 day community does if they're not on OnlyFans, that is. Um, Cause that's the, that's the tra- trajectory that they mostly go. <laughs> the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right. The 90 day to OnlyFans pipeline. Um, yeah. So, and then I know, um christine from sister wives yeah yes. she sells laura she's, she's no she sells oh, she, oh wait plexus oh she, she sells, sells plexus yes and mary sells lularoe mary a couple of the daughters LuLaRoe. sell lularoe yes so you know here's our crossover you guys so that yeah. you know you use these big 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 names quote unquote you know tom brooks yeah. of 90 day fiance fame um <laughs> but i mean mlms love it right yeah because that's what they want is loyalty and like devotion and like just unmitigated, like, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to go along with what you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. Like it's just an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And so to get these influencers and these reality show stars to do this, mm-hmm. it comes already with a built-in fandom like that, which is right. what you need in an MLM. Right. And so they're taking that really like, like super duper fandom of the person and they're just adding an MLM to it and, and everybody following, well, most mm-hmm. people following don't even, don't even see it. They're just like, Oh my God, yeah. they love that. I love it now too. I need it. How much is it? I'll sell my kidneys. Like right. it, it does. It's just, it's FOMO. Mm. I can be closer. You know, Tori Spelling and Ian Zeering sell new skin. What? Yeah. Ian what is Ziering, that? Steve Sanders of 90210 sells new skin and Tori Spelling is on his team and they call themselves hashtag team 90210. Oh, that breaks my heart. Yes, it breaks my heart. 
because these people that. think they can join the team, work really, really hard, buy their ranks using ghost accounts, qualify for these ranks to get these bonus checks, to pay for these trips, to go to these things, to hang out with Tori Spelling for the weekend on the beach in the Bahamas. To, like wh- what? How much <laughs> yeah. did that cost you? I bet a meet and greet or a cameo would have been way cheaper. Right. If that's your ultimate goal. Like it's just the the celebrity aspect. We saw it so much in LuLaRoe, the celebrity aspect of things, the way that that family used their loose connections to people to placate uh, people's emotions and, and just pump us full of dopamine. It was wild. I mean, Bismarcky would come to things. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about the Bismarckies and the Katy Perry's and the, the Kelly Clarkson's and how that, how those events well, I mean, that's where that's where we meet Sam Schultz. Like, that's where no. all this comes to. This is the crux, right? Sam is 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 the connection here to all of this because right. Sam, which you met in Lula, is she has a big old hole in his pants, and you meet because <laughs> he's Carla both, talks actually. about him. Is yeah. is he in is he in yours too? Mm-hmm. He is. He gets he's a much different in. slant. Yeah, yeah. clips. I don't remember. I haven't watched he's, it since it came out. He's not in it, but I gave lots. Oh, of, right, right. Yes, those yes, photos yes. were our photos, yeah. my photos of all right. of the different mm-hmm. experiences. And like he's talked about a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not just you, like the, yeah. the whatever, the voiceover people. Or you know, for, yeah, the, for the, everybody. The yeah. For everybody that's like, who's Sam Schultz? Like the best way I can describe him. And every time I say it, people laugh and go, oh my God, yes. He is the Billy McFarland of LuLaRoe. If you've seen the Fire Festival docs, Fire Fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also okay. done by Cinemart who is, who did Lula Rich. So uh, amazing yes. team and very similar talking to Billy, talking to Mark and Deanne, uh, getting their side of <laughs> their narcissistic side of the story while yeah. the truth is told around them, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but um, Sam absolutely but Sam is, is, Billy McFarland is a nephew. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Deanne, nephew. Deanne's biological nephew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's Deanne's nephew. So the Bismarck key for the LuLaRoe stuff that came into play because Sam's brother is the co-creator of the children's television show Yo Gabba. Bismarcky had a recurring role on oh, that. Oh my show. god. Okay. That was the loose connection to get Bismarcky into some of that LuLaRoe event stuff. That's okay. how that happened. Yeah. So yeah, that's Let's, the Bismarcky connection. It was like a personal connection. Like he would mm-hmm. come to Inspire Tours and just be like, "Yo, I'm here." So, okay, so these events, so the, the these uh, MLMs have events like conventions and stuff like that where you pay to go and then you buy god knows what you buy how much you buy there and so it's much. like a big dopamine rush lula road is many with like famous stars and i'm mm-hmm. going to get to sam in a minute mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they did like they had katie perry perform they had Kelly ziggy Clark. marley at one point ziggy marley performed mm-hmm. katie so they had like these huge blowouts yeah. right money was no object because Deanna and what's his name are super duper rich. The company went from growth from like one to, you know, 18,000, 18, you know, whatever it was in like a year is insane. The growth was insane. They were making a shit ton of money. Sam, Deanne's nephew was the like hype man, event manager, which he admits he is not at all qualified for, but all of the top manager level, like C-level managers are family members literally so, the most honest thing i've ever heard come out of that man's mouth yeah probably the oh that he's not qualified yeah, literally <laughs> so we meet mm-hmm. him in um in lula rich which is the amazon documentary yeah he's actually interviewed apparently he has a giant hole in his pants i missed it the first time i gotta go watch it again so i can see it um but he appears in the whole thing with i was whole- shocked when i saw the trailer i literally was like i I literally said, why the fuck is he in this? Is what I said, like to the computer I screamed. He comes, they yeah. try him <laughs> as a good guy turned victim. And, and he is, he, they, is a, he is none of those things. either of those things. <laughs> so in, in a nutshell, Sam, tur- he, he ends up leaving LuLaRoe 
and what you see in Lula Rich is it makes him look like a victim and a hero because he sees these bad things, even with his family, and he leaves the company. No, that's not the true story. No. But then no. after he leaves the company, a bunch of things happen as well, and um, <laughs> that are separate from that. <laughs> in addition to all the fraud and financial shit that, and we're, you know, they they did settle lawsuits. They had all these things there was this other fraud and scamming going on that had to do with Sam. Now, yes. Carla, do you want to start? Do you two want to yeah. just, I don't know how you two want to well, tell this story, but you we guys can take it start away. by saying that like scam is just a serial scammer. Uh, once this stuff started actually bubbling to the surface and coming to our attention, we started looking into him. We found that he had been scamming people way before LuLaRoe um, and for, for many years and had skipped out on bills and things like that for a very long time. Um, he owned some restaurants in Utah that were called like Sammy's pie shakes. He wasn't yeah. paying his employees. In fact, there was a story I found where his former employees actually purchased the restaurant from him and then worked their asses off, paid back all the back pay that Sam never paid, got into the green and, and, and like renamed it and they're doing great. So like good to them. Um, you know, well, everything okay. Sam touches allegedly turns to shit, in my opinion. Okay. So I was not surprised yeah. that that happened. Um, LuLaRoe comes around. He literally, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it to him. He put, he knows how to throw a party. Uh, when you give a narcissist unchecked power and money, like, man, it is a fun ass time. I will tell you, those are some of yeah. the still to this day, some <laughs> of the coolest parties I ever went to. Um, I've, I've been currently reacting to them on my YouTube channel. So there are some videos of that kind of stuff, but Sam, Sam was a subject the other night. Uh, and the events were great. They're super fun. Lots of great speakers, great entertainment, um, parties, events, the, the beach parties, even though they were literally mini fire fests were fun in the moment. Uh, the, 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 what was it? The water park is probably still to this day, one of my favorite events. So he knew what he was doing in terms of throwing a party, but not like in terms of managing the execution of throwing a party. So everything was always a hot mess. Um, Sam was in it for a long time. He decided, uh, I don't remember. He got, he decided he was going to become a consultant yes. in the end of 2016. Was a that Lula it? Rowe consultant? Yes. Okay. He was going to become yeah, a consultant. Yeah, no, he was going right. to leave mm -hmm. events. Was it 2017 maybe? I bought the trailer January of 17. So it was the so it was 2016. Yeah, it was the end of 16. Um, actually, Sam is the reason why I was not involved in Lula Rich. I spoke with <laughs> them repeatedly, uh, back and forth, told them my whole entire story, but swore to them I absolutely will not be involved in a project with him. If he's involved in any way, shape, or form, yeah. and I go and film for you, and we find out later. I want my I want in my contract that he is not involved because you're going to get the real story or you're not going to get a story yeah. at all. Yeah. He is he, like he is the reason and he's good. And there's other scams. He There was a, a young lady that he was managing her, quote, music career, and she was paying him a fee every month. He did nothing for her. I saw those guys on tour the whole 2017 with the land. That's right. They formed that band. Yeah, they, he formed a band called Culture Crew. I, will, I can attest, I never saw that man lift a finger never. ever. He doesn't know how to work anything like physical hard. No. He's very good at making things look good, like Roberta said, the grandiose parties and the language. He's good at that. He's very charismatic in that way, which was why he had... You know, you get this guy in a room in a LuLaRoe training room, and he's extremely charismatic, as all con artists are. Right. That's their right. key characteristic, blaringly. Mm -hmm. But when you're involved in it and they're kind of like on a pedestal, mm -hmm. you don't see that. You don't see that. He was, he did not leave LuLaRoe on his own accord. He was let go of for being inappropriate with multiple, multiple consultants. He is not just a financial he predator. He strikes me as that kind of guy. He is a sexual and, and financial predator, both. Absolutely. I can confirm both. that. Not, not personally, but I know of other people 
Yes. And I can confirm all of that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you guys meet Sam. Um, you meet, do you meet him? Like, cause you know, I, what, what level consultant were you at Carla? Um, I was just a sponsor. I had one girl underneath okay. me. I wanted to hit trainer so bad and get the stupid watch. I'm going to say cheap, watch. fancy, yeah. cheap, fancy, fake gold watch. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, you're looking at their happiness levels of the fake book and the yeah. Instagram fake posts, like uh-huh. the, the, the lifestyle. Right. It wasn't so much the lifestyle. It was the happiness that I was seeing in everybody's yeah. pictures. Because that's um, what you were, which is an interesting sidebar here is they told yeah. you to how, how to post things, you know, with the hashtag because of Lula Rowe and hashtag blessed and all of these things. And they encouraged you to spend mm-hmm. your, your bonus checks, you know, so on you know, and, and post it so that yes. you could put out that. So you were falling for that, what they were telling you guys to put out, even though a lot of that stuff wasn't mm-hmm. really happening in the background. Right. So his plan was that he purchased an Airstream and he was going to go on a tour and he was going to go to multiple cities and pair up with consultants. So the consultant consultant would plan the event, say he was going to come to Myrtle Beach. I say, yeah, my average event, I don't know, sells, this is totally made up, three grand. Okay. So in a sense, I would have booked it. He would have brought the trailer that I actually have. And his band, which consisted of three members at that time, would play. But it's you, Sam's then, inventory. It's not mine that's selling it. Right. His. Yeah. But, so basically what so it you is were like, selling Sam's inventory. For yeah. Him. Well, so he contacted consultants all over the United States and was basically creating a, 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 a road trip. And he was going to stop at certain yeah. spots. He had certain people he was going to order inventory and have it delivered to them so he could like re-up at certain spots. And <sighs> these women were going to yes. plan pop-ups for him. A pop-up they would normally have, but instead of it being their inventory, it was going to be Sam and Sam was coming because Sam was Lula famous and Sam yes. was coming and he was bringing a band and we we're going to have hors d'oeuvres and things. And it's going to be like a block party. And yeah, oh he would, pull, he yes. was going to pull up with the trailer mm-hmm. and drop anchor and be like, here's my inventory and then shop. Yes. So is Which that how you met him? Like yeah, in the organization? The one with yeah. Like how yeah. is that? So that's how you met him within the organization. Yeah. I met him in November of 16 like probably gosh probably five weeks or so maybe six at the most before he got let go of uh from LuLaRoe and then he had an airstream that he needed to sell here I am today with a whole bunch I was of good in between yeah okay so so another sidebar here is mm-hmm. you have we've we've touched on this 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 LuLaRoe branded airstream so you have this airstream and you, so did you, when you sold your LuLaRoe, like, did you, you do sold, sell mostly out of your Airstream? Did you drive it around or did you have Facebook like parties? Like how did uh, the, the, the Airstream come into it? Because we have to talk about the LuLaRoe branded oh, Airstream. I think it's amazing. Yeah. When, when I started, I didn't have the Airstream. I, my first inventory came July of 16 and I bought the Airstream from Sam uh, January of 17. And so in between that time, it was, you know, the house parties and the Facebook, you know, lives and, and things like that. And then, uh, little tiny things in Myrtle beach, like, you know, your pop-ups, I would bring her to like an HOA, uh, you know, neighborhood, um, things like that. And then after that, um, his band was supposed to be opening at one of these festivals. And it was, you know, for me, getting the Airstream out to events was first approach to me, like, I can get you in. My buddy owns this festival. As if it was like a great big deal to get approved for. Mm. No offense. I actually love that crew very much that owns it now. It's changed names and ownership. (laughs) <laughs> but it was actually in hindsight of what I apply for now and get into mainstream things. It was actually very easy. He was just being charismatic and con artisty. And anyway, so we, that was the major summer of 17. I, I left Myrtle beach and took my trailer to a lot of the same events 
with the Sky Lantern Festival where his band was performing. So there was quite a lot of time spent in 2017. And of course I had my youngster with me who was seven at the time. And Sam kind of stepped in knowing I was a widow and tried to pretend to be big brother at mm. all these festivals and which Pearson adored because Pearson thought it was such a big deal to go in this band's RV mm. reeling and reeling us in, you know, he, that's the grooming you were guys you you referenced earlier groomed me for a year and a half before he ever asked me for a dime so I Absolutely. truly thought he was my best friend oh my god truly truly did truly you know did. I've been watching I've been watching all the like inventing Anna and tinder swindler and all this stuff all these fraudulent he fits right into that into that yes, that lineup absolutely. of people you know yeah. he um, absolutely does and so tell me about the first time he, he asked you for money. Yeah. So when I came back home, summer of 17, after traveling around with Lantern Fest, LuLaRoe Airstream, which was crazy at the time, it was in still in pretty much in the peak, followed off the highway a couple of times. People wanted to buy <laughs> LuLaRoe when it was just like hanging around all over the floor from being on the highway. They didn't care. They just wanted to look inside and get inside. And um, then when I came back home, I was really unhappy in Myrtle Beach, and I was very much encouraged, actually, by him to move to Cincinnati and to go ahead and leave um, Myrtle Beach. I'll tell you what, I was not home a week in Cincinnati before he approached me with the first thing. It was December, actually, of 17, and... You know, I was very leery at first, and it was supposed to be a medicinal marijuana um, production plant. You know, he he worded it a couple of different ways. That he was going to be investing in, and he was offering yeah. you the opportunity to also invest? Right. Yeah. It was, yes. Yeah. I remember this, yeah. too, because he was he was asking a lot of people. A lot. And I was at a little road. When, when was this, like, fall of 2017? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was out of LuLaRoe. Were you out of LuLaRoe yet? Or you're still in? Pretty much. I mean, I hadn't ordered. I, yeah. I think I was out. October was the last one. Um, I was out and speaking out, uh, but only like in our Facebook chats and our Facebook group, really. And Sam, who had been fired from LuLaRoe, was already sort of feeling sort of burnt by the family. And when things would happen and there's always like these little digs, yeah. you know, he was like, Ugh, like he was he was really feeling like an outsider, like he had been excommunicated, like we all had. Um, and so we all started to trust him. Sam is this guy. He, he started, I started doing these. It was a very, very early, very early of life after MLM before it was ever a podcast. And I would do these chats in the Facebook group and they're on YouTube now. Um, but there were these little interviews and I did one with Sam and it was the first one I ever did. But it was very much, it was Sam's control. He was like, this is what I want you to to ask me about. These are the questions. Like you can do other questions too, but like, these are the questions I really want you to talk about. I really want you to mention this. Like, I want to plug my band. And I said, I'm not, we're not plugging you in this. Like you're asking, we're we're talking about things. He said he was going to give us all the truth. Right. And we do this whole thing. And then he went live another day and he does this whole diatribe about how he's anti LuLaRoe and he's going to give us all the secrets and he has all this stuff. Meanwhile, at the same exact time, he's grooming Carla mm-hmm. and all these other people. Cause he's got this great opportunity. And then on the backside, he's showing us like, yeah, down with LuLaRoe. Like he's one of us. Mm-hmm. So he's creating yeah. this sort of environment of like, yeah, sure. I'll tell you the secrets. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you what happened with that person. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you why that person got fired. And on the back end, like, I just wanted to pop in and, and explain that and put everybody yeah. in that spot because on the back end, mm-hmm. he's messaging people and he's mm-hmm. being like, Hey, I've got a really good opportunity. Right. And Carla is one of those people. And Courtney mm-hmm. was also one of those people. Um, yep. and, she, and she talks about it in Lula Rich and she came to me and she was like, look, and I was like, that's strange. Sam didn't message me about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Why wouldn't Sam message me about it? Like, I, re- I know a lot about this, right? Why wouldn't Sam message me about this? And I was like, oh, because I know a lot about this. And I would know this is a scam instantly because he's taking things across state lines. He's saying he's going to do it this way. And I know because my 
my uh, family members that are in the legal side of it. I was like, I know the legality of this. Like, you can't do that. And I was asking them questions and they were like, that's a scam. And I was like, that's what I thought. And so I'm telling Courtney, like, that's a scam. She's sending the Google picture of of the money. She's like, but he showed me the money. And I was like, that's just someone a, Google image reverse searched it and they were like, it's all, it's literally off Google. It's like the first picture when you type in stack of money. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so some of us were on to him at yes, this and time and warning some people, but he's still out trying to prey on vulnerable. All right, we're gonna stop here. Our next episode, part three of this three-part series is one you don't want to miss. Now, we originally planned this as two episodes. We went into a third episode because we just had so much to talk about, and there's just so much involved with this. Episode three is going to talk about how LuLaRoe and other multi-level marketing companies are uh, cult-like, are cults, and some other just like lots of just sort of other fun stuff we just had such a great time talking there's so much to cover so the rest of it is wrapped up in episode three thanks for listening hey fraudcasters you know i used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting they were the first thing to take off when i got home but skims has changed all that you guys know i love my skims fits everybody t-shirt bras i own them in just about every shade now i wear them every single day uh, when i leave the house and they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are even the underwire bras that i wear all day i barely even notice definitely not the first thing i take off when i come home anymore Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.